One of the ideas I hear parroted mindlessly nowadays really irks me. It irritates me like no other idea that I hear uh, because it is absolutely, blatantly, irrefutably inaccurate and at the same time extremely oppressive, enraging, and disheartening. It is the idea that when you're born, unchangeable factors, things like the color of your skin, your gender, uh, your family's social standing, and your family wealth level, right, at, at the time you were born, uh, those are finite and unchangeable factors which will ultimately determine your individual outcome in life. The argument is something like, you are black, therefore, your life experience will inevitably lead you to fulfill stringent expectations of negative stereotypes. For example, you're black, therefore you will underachieve in your career due to discrimination in employment or other factors. The bottom line is that you will underachieve in your career because you are black. It could be something like you're being raised by a single mother in a bad neighborhood. Therefore, you will have little opportunity to better your life. It really comes down to subtly prejudiced social groups like the political left or so-called progressives that force lowered expectations on certain people. And the idea that lower achievement, lower success in life is unavoidable for these people based on you know, individually uncontrollable factors. The reason that this idea irks me is because 10 years ago, I was addicted to pain pills, uh, addicted to heroin, living on the street, uh, living in my car, in and out of jail, committing crimes to support my drug habit. I had no family willing or able to help, and I had no support structure to help me defeat my addiction. I was truly in one of the darkest and lowest strata of Western society. Today, I'm married to a beautiful and intelligent woman who is very successful. I have a young son who is healthy and happy. I own three successful companies, and I'm well respected in my community in spite of my troubled past. And then on top of this, I'm able to lead uh, I'm able to put tons of time into hobbies that I'm very passionate about, such as music, philosophy, art, literature, these types of things. I'm a very lucky guy, very lucky guy. Now, 10 years ago, I was not very lucky. You would even argue that I was very unlucky. The reason I was able to go from such a bad place in life and it's a bad place in life because that's how I see it. You know, ultimately, what's good and bad in your life is your choice. Good to some people is laying on the couch all day eating Cheetos, watching Netflix. That is a good life to them. Generally speaking, you know, things like that, lives like that, we tend to build them up as good in our brain or build them up as what we want because of confirmation bias or sour grapes mentality i.e., you know, uh, something like, I don't have a girlfriend, therefore, these are all the reasons why having a girlfriend sucks, right? Or I don't have a lot of money. This, these are the reasons why uh, people who have a lot of money are assholes. 
we tend to um, cope with our situation in life by looking at things that we are not or that we don't have or that we just simply don't and convincing ourselves that those are not things that we would want or that those are things that would, um, you know, are worse than what we have. You know, there's an interesting phenomena between uh, this idea that the grass is always greener on the other side and then the sour grapes mentality. And the grass is always greener is the idea that, you know, no matter where you are, something else would always be better. And the reason that people get into this mindset is because people always want uh, new things. The human mind is designed to grow and advance and become more as it ages. Uh, the human body is designed to grow and become more, um, you know, as it progresses through life. And inevitably, there is a downward spiral that occurs as you age, but there is definitely an arc wherein in the beginning you build and then towards the end you try to maintain, right? So I find that that fact is what really causes people to subconsciously or consciously want other things or want new things, right? We need to be stimulated as human beings. And then we have this, uh, this sour grapes mentality, which interacts with the grass is always greener on the other side um, in the way that we're not always in a position where we can have more, where we can advance, where we can achieve more, where we can get the stimulation that we need to grow as human beings. We're not always in a position where we get that. So the way we cope by this, you know, kind of unnatural, um, you know, bad circumstance of not being able to grow in advance is by setting up in our own head this idea that that, uh, that stimulation or that advancement or that change would be harmful to us. And this is how we're able to cope and not fall into a deep, deep depression that would lead to our suicide or our death. Now, I have undergone a profound transformation um, in my life in the last 10 years. And people that have known me throughout that time, uh, it's interesting to see the way that they react to it because it is very hard for them to deal with. It is very difficult for them to come to terms with the fact that it's even possible, that it's even reality. Because it was such a radical um, reversal or just a radical change, uh, you know, going from being just a drug addict, suicidal, depressed, I mean, criminal, essentially, uh, you know, with no, literally no positive prospects in life, uh, going from that to what I am now, uh, it's something that people see it and we're, they're not used to seeing that level of change in people. They're not used to seeing uh, that type of transformation in effect because we're sold this idea so often now where that type of thing is not possible, where somebody in that situation would be confined, absolutely, to a certain type of life or a certain path in life. Now, the reason I was able to go from such a bad place in life to a place of joy and fulfillment is because I learned the simple process, and it is a process, it's a way of thinking, uh, but it's a way to achieve anything that you want in life. Uh, it was taught to me in pieces by many different people. 
each of whom held a piece of absolute truth within them, and each of whom had a lot of BS, a lot of BS in them as well. The first step that I found is to want something. A new car, perhaps, a successful career, uh, to lose 50 pounds, to beat an addiction, to get a new house. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but you do have to want something. And those are all examples of things someone might want nowadays. Uh, many people make a mistake in this step. <laughs> and this is the most common mistake I think you can make in life when trying to advance or stimulate or grow as a human being. Um, people want the wrong things. They want things that are unhealthy or harmful to themselves and others. Uh, for example, a drug addict might not want to beat their addiction. They might just want more drugs. And if that's their motivation, if that's what they want, if that's what their desire is, then that's what they are going to work towards. They want the wrong thing. That's their problem. If they wanted to beat their addiction, if they wanted, if they truly desired to stop doing drugs, then that would be what, would, what happens. Uh, it, would be, it may be difficult for them because of the physical, biological addiction that they're suffering from, but I have no doubt that they would be successful if they held that absolute desire to beat that addiction. And I think that that's, that's what really separates people who do beat their addictions from people who do not and struggle with addictions their entire life is that they never truly separate that desire or recognize that desire and how big of an impact it has on their success or their failure. Uh, a young man with no future prospects, like myself, uh, he might not want a successful career. He might not want to do anything other than live in his car and look for his next fix and get it by any means necessary. The desire is what's important. An obese individual, somebody who's suffering from uh, too much extra weight, they might not want to shed that extra weight. They might actually want to keep that extra weight. And I find that awareness of our desires is so, so important to achieving anything or achieving any type of change in your life. Understanding what you want and what you don't want and clearly defining that in your own life. And once you do that, once you become aware of that, it becomes much, much easier to want things that are beneficial to you. For example, getting an education. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, they drop out of school, they don't go to school because they don't want to go to school. This is why I say if you want to fix the school system, you know, in, in, in inner city areas that have, you know, a lot of crime, a lot of gang, gang problems, you know, single motherhood, drug abuse, these types of things, high murder rates, um, if you want to fix those communities and make them better for the people who live there, then you have to inspire a change in the school-age kids where they want to go to school. You have to make school a place that is appealing to them. You have to appeal to their desires the same way that other things that are not healthy appeal to their desires. That is, that is the key, is getting people to want things. And... Again, I come back to this point that most people want the wrong thing for themselves, and that's why their lives do not go well. It's because their desires are not aligned with their best interests. For example, um, we would all agree uh, in a very basic sense that to live for a long time uh, would be in someone's best interest. 
to live a long and healthy life, a long, healthy, and happy life, a long, healthy, happy, and fulfilling life, a long, happy, fulfilling, and meaningful, impactful life. I would even extend it to those, those criteria. And in order to do that, uh, your desires really have to be aligned with that purpose. So if you would agree with me that that is a beneficial outcome for the average human being, uh, consider your desires and consider whether the things that you want to happen are aligned with that outcome. Because so often nowadays, uh, people miss that connection. They ask themselves, why is my life so bad? Why is my life so terrible? You know, why, why, is, why is everything going to shit? Why can't I pay my bills? Why can't I get a good job, right? Why am I depressed? Why can't I sleep at night? It's because their desires, the things that they want, are not aligned with a positive outcome. Very simple, it's very simple. A lot of people think that they want things, but they don't really want them. They build up the idea, this pseudo facade that they want something, but they don't actually deep down really want it. And it can be for a lot of reasons. It can be because they don't think that they deserve it. They don't have self-respect. They don't have self-love, right? And I hate to use that term, self-love, but it is actually an important element of being a human being. Because if you do not love yourself, if you do not, do not care about yourself, then why would you want good things for yourself? You know, if you hate yourself, why would you, why would you ever do anything that would be good for you, right? Would you do something for someone that you hate that is positive and helpful and beneficial to them? Some people would, you know, but it would be um, motivated by thoughts of self-righteousness and being the bigger person, right? When it comes to dealing with yourself, we don't do that. We're not self-righteous. We're not the bigger person because we're dealing with ourselves. So understanding that if you hate yourself, if you think that you deserve nothing or you think that you deserve bad things subconsciously, and you know you can easily analyze yourself and determine whether or not this is the case, you just have to look yourself in the mirror, uh, turn, off, you know, turn off your phone, turn off everything, and stare at yourself in the mirror. Just stare at yourself in the mirror for 10 minutes, okay? And this is gonna sound a little bit psycho, but it's really, really important because there is a dialogue. <laughs> you know, you might not realize it. A lot of people say, oh, you're talking to yourself, that's crazy. Well, there's an inner dialogue going on in your brain 24 seven, you know, when you're awake. You know, and there is even a dialogue when you're asleep to some extent, although that's more subconscious. You don't have as much control over it. And this dialogue that happens in your brain, that is what determines everything, your thoughts. Your thoughts. And a lot of the problems that we have, these disconnects that we have in our life, are because we are not aware of our thoughts and the impact that they have uh, on our life, right? People who are negative, it's, not, it's no mystery why people who are very negative and down uh, you know, end up having very miserable, ugly lives. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, a vicious circle wherein they're a negative person, so when something bad happens to them, they think that the negative outcome is going to happen, so that's what they prepare for, that's what they act in accordance with, and that ends up happening, and that reinforces their negative outlook, their negative idea, and it's a vicious circle that continues. Whereas positive people, you know, people who think that, you know what, things, bad things are going to happen to me, uh, bad things are going to happen to other people, but it's always my choice how I react to it. It's always my choice what I do with what I'm given. So if I'm given something that is terrible, you know, uh, let's say that, you know, your wife, my wife died, 
That would be a terrible thing that would crush me, crush me emotionally. I would be very, very damaged for a very, very long time. But I know now in my heart and my soul that if something like that did happen, that I believe in myself enough to know that I could make good come out of that situation. I could withstand that and move forward and still bring positive things into the world and achieve happiness and fulfillment in my own life. That would be a blow. That's like taking a body shot, you know, when you're fighting, when you're boxing, taking a vicious body shot. Um, maybe like the hit that Earl Thomas laid down on uh, Rob Gronkowski last night. Uh, and this type of vicious hit so oftentimes knocks you down and you stay down and you crawl away. You don't get back up. You got to get back up in life. You know, you got to get back up in life. So let's bring it back on track here. The desire for better things is the first step. The desire for things that are in your best interest. You have to have that desire in order to do anything good, positive, beneficial for yourself in life. Uh, consciously do something beneficial for yourself in life. Sometimes you'll get lucky, but you can't rely on luck. Um, it's the most important step. No matter how much you try to help someone, and I, I've seen this many, many times. <clears throat> if they don't want the same, um, you know, if you want a positive outcome for someone, uh, but they don't want the same positive outcome or at least a compatible outcome compared to the outcome that you have in mind, uh, your help is going to be in vain. Uh, the outcome is not going to be what you want because they don't have the desire and it's their life. Uh, you can give someone all the money in the world, but if all they want to do is gamble it away at slot machines, if that's, what their desire, if that's where their desire lies, you aren't helping them in any way. In fact, you are enabling them to further harm themselves. And this is why helping people, it can be a very, very complicated art. Very, very complicated art. I don't go to the Bible too much, even though there is a lot of good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of terrible stuff, but you know, a lot of uh, archaic stuff that does not apply to our modern life. But there are some good nuggets in there, you know, especially in the New Testament. And when you hear this idea of, uh, you know, giving a man a fish, giving a man a fish, you, yes, you feed him for a day, but you teach him nothing. You teach a man to fish, and he can, prov and he can provide for himself, even though he may go hungry that night. Right? He might not catch a fish until tomorrow or the next day. He might go hungry for a couple days. Hell, he might even almost starve. But giving him that knowledge is going to help him much more in the long term than simply giving him a fish and walking away. And this is, goes back to the complicated art that is helping people and the complicated art that is helping yourself. Because too often, we look at life and we see challenging or difficult things. And we see that as a negative or a thing to be avoided. We see it as a problem. And that's the wrong mindset because that causes us to shy away from and avoid challenge. And when you, don't, when you don't ever have any challenge in your life, you won't grow very much as a human being. You won't become better as a human being. You won't really advance or progress as a human being. You have to have that challenge in order to inspire change in yourself. And in order to really get the most out of your life, you have to 100% embrace challenge. And that's why when now something is looming in front of me that I know is going to be very, very difficult, it might be painful, right? When I see something like that, I embrace it 
and I love it. And it's what I want to happen. And honestly, the more the better. And if it doesn't happen organically, then I will actively go out and bring that challenge into my life in order to inspire continued positive growth in myself as a human being. If you want better things in life, you have to choose them. And better things are not always the easy choice. It can be harder to choose good things than bad things. Uh, it's one of the most difficult part of life is that sometimes the things that are best for you uh, are very, very hard to do. And the things that are harmful to you are very, very easy to do and very, very fun to do. But everything has its cost. You have to want better things in order to earn them. And they have to be earned. They have to be earned. Better things do not just happen. They have to be earned. Giving a, drug addict uh, giving a drug addict money is going to do much more harm than good. Much more harm than good. And you see people make this mistake all the time. <laughs> you see family members who, oh, my daughter's addicted to heroin, but I don't want her to go out and sell her ass on the street, so I'm going to give her the money. Okay. It's a tough, it's a tough, because as a parent, I mean, what can you do as a parent? You love your child so much and you just want the best thing for them. But by giving them money, you are making it easy. You are making it easy for them to continue their addiction. The harder it becomes to sustain an addiction, the more likelihood there is of either dying, going to jail, but ultimately getting clean and breaking that addiction, breaking that cycle. Because eventually, if you go down that rabbit hole, and we call this you know, hitting rock bottom, Eventually, you're going to hit that rock bottom, and you're going to get so far across the spectrum of fucked up that it's going to be easier to make the right choice than to continue making the bad choice. And that's when you will make that good choice. That's when most people, you know, most weak-minded, you know, non-self-aware people will go back to that animal instinct of doing what is easiest or most convenient. So if you give a drug addict money, you know, and they're not self-aware, and if they're a drug addict, they're probably not self-aware, okay, because they're trying to numb everything, uh, you're doing more harm than good. They're just going to go out and buy drugs and make their life worse. And if you give them more and more and more money, they're just going to continue to buy more and more and more drugs and continue making their life more and more and more worse. You take away their money. You take away the things that make life convenient, the things that make life easy. And that's when they start thinking, like, man, this really sucks. It's a, it's a difficult path it's a difficult problem to solve because every situation is unique. Every person is unique. And you have to look at every situation as a unique situation in order to figure out how best to help somebody. So don't think that this is the, one of the problems I have with the political left is that they think that uh, by just giving people things, you're going to help them. Okay, Things do not always help people. Things do not always help people. Helping someone else, and, and if this goes back to helping yourself, which is really the point of this, uh, it's not always simple. Growing and improving as a human being, uh, does never, it never comes <laughs> when you're comfortable or when things are easy. The most rapid growth and improvement occurs during times of challenge. When challenges are embraced and overcome, that is when you grow as a human being. Having the challenge, 
enduring the challenge and overcoming the challenge. That is the most valuable thing a human being can experience, especially when they have the right mindset, the right perspective on it, and they see it for what it is. Simply giving a homeless person money or food is not always helping them. In fact, it might be hurting them by allowing them to continue to live comfortably, and I mean comfortably mentally, uh, continue to live comfortably in a mental state that is harmful to them. Uh, you do much better by inspiring somebody who is poor and homeless to embrace the challenges in life and to strive for a life that is in their better interest through their own hard work and their own merits as a human being. That is going to do much more benefit to somebody than simply giving them a sandwich or giving them a dollar. And it's more work. <laughs> it's the more challenging thing to do. It's not the, uh, the, the convenient thing for other human beings to do. And this is why we tend to think that, oh, I'll give that guy a quarter and I did my part. You made it worse. It works the same way for yourself. Making things as easy and comfortable for yourself as possible will only induce stagnation. It will cause you to cease growing and making progress as an individual. And often it will lead to regression. You see this in physical fitness and education all the time. If you don't embrace the challenge, because it is a challenge and it is difficult, of working out regularly, going to the gym, following a fitness program, your body will degrade. If you don't challenge yourself with new ideas intellectually, your mind will degrade. And true advancement requires you to continuously adapt to challenges and embrace new and more difficult challenges along the way. Uh, I squatted 300 pounds last week. This week I'm gonna challenge myself by attempting to squat 310 pounds. I read Carl Gustav Jung last week. This week, I'm going to challenge myself to read Nietzsche. I did a great job at work last week. This week, I'm going to set an even higher standard. I'm going to work even harder, even more efficiently, and produce even better results. Using this mindset of embracing challenge continuously and increasing your challenge level continuously, uh, you will continuously adapt and grow as a human being. And you can achieve amazing, amazing, seemingly impossible things in a very short amount of time. Uh, and this is what I've done over the last 10 years. And people see this change. It blows their mind. They don't know how to deal with it. I've lost relationships because I changed too much. People thought that they knew me. And they didn't realize that I had changed so much. And I wasn't even the same person. I wasn't even close to being the same person that I was you know, even a few years ago. It scares people because you are a new person every day. You're a better person every day. A lot of people look at difficult or challenging things in life as negative events, negative things. The, real the reality is that every challenge is an opportunity. Every challenge is a blessing. Every single one, no matter what it is, trust me. Even if it kills you, it is a blessing. And that is the mindset you have to adopt, and it's difficult. It's a difficult mind. You're telling me if I get hit by a truck, that's a blessing? Yes, it is. You're telling me if I go to prison, that's a blessing? Yes, it is. You're telling me if I was born uh, <laughs> to a single mom who's a crack addict, and uh, you know I was sexually molested by my uncle when I was a child, and I never went to school, you're telling me that's a blessing? Yes, it is. Once you have a self-awareness, and this is what I'm trying to give to people, once you have the self-awareness, it becomes a blessing. 
And it's so difficult to achieve that mindset. It's incredibly difficult. But once you hit it, once you get it, and you embrace that fact, man, oh man, your life will change forever. I guarantee it. So to align your desire with your best interest, uh, the interest of achieving your highest potential as a human being, uh, you have to embrace challenge. There's no way around it. Once you have a desire, and that desire is aligned with your best interest, and that's the hardest part, is getting to that point. Because it requires introspection, self-awareness, um, a lot of mental, mental work, and a lot of mental fortitude, a lot of toughness, mental toughness, and an open mind. Um, the tendency, you know, when you have a desire and you want to get something, the tendency is to, or, or achieve something, the tendency is to set a goal. We'll use the obese individual as an example, because it's a common problem nowadays in America. Uh, he wants to lose 50 pounds. That is his goal. And until he reaches that goal, he has failed. Every day he wakes up having not achieved that goal. He is a failure. He has failed at meeting that challenge. The most common mistake when people set goals is that they look too far into the future. They look too far into the future with their goals. Uh, people tend to look at the ultimate desired outcome, right? The absolute end game of their situation being the most positive that could be. And that outcome, it's an outcome that usually requires an extended period of time to make a reality. Uh, the problem with doing this is that once you have set such a lofty goal, uh, and that's what, I what, that's what we refer to you know, in motivational speaking and in business as a stretch goal, right? Uh, you're gonna wake up every day having not reached that goal yet. If you wanna lose 50 pounds, you're looking at months, if not years, of hard work and dedication. It's a, it's a long-term, it's a long-term goal. It's going to take you a long time. Even if you do everything perfectly to achieve that goal, it's gonna take you time. So you plod your way through those months of hard work every day with the mindset that you have not achieved your goal yet. It's a negative feeling. Failure, losing, not being good enough. It's something that can beat a human being down. It's not hard to understand why someone might get discouraged and give up on that goal in that situation, as it happens so, so often in so many different arenas. People give up when they shouldn't. It's the most common reason people fail is that they do it to themselves. It's not an external circumstance that happens to them. They might build that up in their brain that it is, so that way it's not their fault and they can live with themselves and go on with that sour grapes, grass is greener dichotomy in their brain. But the truth is that people give up. For whatever reason, people give up. Not giving up, that is the key. Never giving up. Never, ever, 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 ever giving up. Failure is only permanent. Failure is only ever failure if you allow it to be. You can fail a thousand times and succeed once, and that success is more valuable more important, it means more than the thousand times you failed. That's a fact. If you fail, it, you, the failure isn't even a real thing. It's not even something that even really exists. It's like fear. It's not even a real thing. I don't know why, it's just, I, it's, it's just ridiculous to me. If failure is only you know, a thing if you put it in a time constraint. 
if you time put in a time constraint. Because in that situation, say you try to do something but it doesn't work, you haven't failed, you just haven't succeeded yet. You haven't done the thing yet. And that implies that you're going to continue to try, which is the ultimate you know, thing that you have to do in order to overcome difficult challenges and to achieve great things. Uh, stretch goals, long-term goals, they often seem to be guarded by insurmountable obstacles. They seem incredibly difficult to accomplish, I mean, to overcome. Uh, for example, you know, if, I'm, if I'm sitting here right now and I say I want to be a billionaire, the road that, is, that I'm going to have to follow to become a billionaire is a long road, complicated road, and very, very difficult road, okay? Uh, we've, we're conditioned, you know, if we're conditioned enough, goals like that will often be seen as impossible. We'll often look at them and we'll say, it's impossible, or it's not worth it. You know, we'll get into the sour grapes thing again. It's not worth it trying to do that because it's going to be so hard, right? I don't even know where this idea comes from. It's so ridiculous and alien to me now, <clears throat> but I understand it. The reality is the only thing, the only thing that separates an incredibly easy goal, like showering and brushing your teeth. It's an easy, incredibly easy thing to do. Yeah, it might take 10 minutes, but it's not hard. <laughs> we can do it. Uh, the only thing that separates an easy goal like that and a stretch goal, like becoming a millionaire or a billionaire, is time. It's time. It's dedication, consistency, and toughness or perseverance. That's all it is. It's getting back up repeatedly. That's all it is. And this is what brings me to the ultimate point of this video. And I'm going to tell you the secret of how to really accomplish anything. It's so simple. It's such a simple thing. And once you start doing it, it's going to be amazing for you the way that your life begins moving in a positive direction. The way things that before seemed very, very difficult will now fall down like they're absolutely nothing. I mean, you're, you will achieve things that are incredibly difficult to other people, and to you they will seem like they were almost no effort at all. You know, it truly is that idea that, you know, becoming a millionaire will seem as easy as showering and brushing your teeth when you look at things with this mindset. The secret is taking that stretch goal, that long-term goal, say losing 50 pounds. You have to take that goal and you have to shove it up your ass. And you have to stop thinking that way. The end point, the end of the journey, is not the important thing. The actual journey itself, the actual path itself, is what determines where you go. Okay? If you need to climb a mountain, yes, you need to have a plan. Yes, the idea is to get to the, to get to the top. But you have to start at the bottom. And you, every step that you take at the bottom is more important. It's more important than the last step where you finally reach the peak of the mountain. Because you have to get to the peak in order to ascend it. You have to get, to, I mean, you, ha you have to take it one step at a time. I mean, we've heard this parroted, you know, repeated so many times. Uh, you know, every journey begins with one step. And that's the fact. It's one step, and then it's another, and then it's another, and then it's another. And the only thing you have control of when you're in that journey is planning your journey and taking those steps individually one after the other. You can't just jump to the top of the mountain. It doesn't work that way. The end point, 
jumping to the top of the mountain is a ridiculous idea. The long plodding step by step by painful, difficult, challenging, soul-crushing, but incredibly enriching and fulfilling step is the point. That is what you have to focus on. Sure, I mean, have your stretch goal. Have your stretch goal, by all means. But put it aside as something else. It's not really a goal. I mean, it's just an idea. It's not really something that you can just do right now. It's not a goal. A goal is something that you can go and you can do in the immediate future, not something that you want to achieve within the next 10 years, right? It's not something you need to achieve now. It's not something that matters right now in this moment. Me being a billionaire, that idea, that goal, it has absolutely zero bearing right now in this moment. Stretch goals are impossible to achieve right now in one action or in one moment. And that often leads people to think that they're impossible altogether. And this is what leads to the apathy that we see present in modern Western society where standards are lowered in order to make people feel better about their shitty lives and their unwillingness to embrace and overcome even the smallest of challenges, like graduating high school or getting a job. So rather than embracing that stretch goal, climbing to the top of the mountain, or being a billionaire, instead of embracing that as the thing that you need to do, because that's not what you need to do. That has nothing to do with what you need to do right now. The plan is important, but if you're thinking about the end point, uh, you know, let's say, hey, I need to climb to the top of that mountain. But between you and that mountain is a chasm like the Grand Canyon. That is the important thing that you need to address right now, is getting across that goddamn canyon. And even getting across that canyon is going to be incredibly difficult because you have to break that down into smaller steps, into smaller plans. Okay, where am I going to go down? You know, how am I going to get across? Now, where am I going to go up? How am I going to get up? You have to break things down into pieces. Rather than embracing that stretch goal as the thing you need to do, start thinking about the small actions, the small steps, the tiny things that will move you towards that goal. Think about things you can achieve right now in this moment. Uh, and then think about hourly, daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals. But you have to start in the immediate goal. You have to start with the thing that you're going to do right now in this moment to propel you along the path that you want to follow. If you want to lose 50 pounds, you probably should learn about nutrition. So set the immediate goal of getting on Wikipedia or some other website for an hour until you have an actual idea about how food interacts with your body. Google nutrition for an hour. Okay, that is your goal, not losing 50 pounds. Educating yourself about nutrition, that is your goal. That is the thing that you can do right now to help you be successful in your long-term goal. You wake up the next morning uh, having achieved that goal. You are a success. You already exceed, uh, succeeded and achieved something great that in and of itself is very, very valuable, learning about nutrition. And you feel very positive about yourself. You feel very good about yourself because you achieved something. You've learned and grown as a human being, and now you possess the knowledge to further improve your life and further progress along the path that you want to follow. If you want to lose 50 pounds, you probably need to increase your activity level. So go get a gym membership. Set the goal right now of going and getting a gym membership. Go do it right now. That is your immediate goal. That's what you can do right now. 
to help you along your path. If you can't afford a gym, gym membership, that's okay because there's other ways. There's always another way to attack something. There's always another avenue to follow. If you get shut down going one direction, try another. If you like to, if you try running, right, you try jogging as your activity level and you sprain your ankle, you know, find another avenue, start rowing, you know, find something else, do sit-ups, do burpees, you know, do push-ups, do, do something else that you can do. If you find that one avenue is closed to you on your path towards your ultimate goal, you have to pick a different avenue that will lead you around that obstacle or lead you to the same place. You know, if you can't afford a gym membership, which is a problem that people have, uh, walk, go outside. Walk around until you find a steep hill. Just walk around until you find a hill. If you know where, where one is, walk to it. I don't care if it's five miles. I don't care if it's 10 miles. You know, you'd be surprised how far you can walk as a human being, even if you are 300 pounds. You know, if you're way overweight, you'd be surprised how far you can actually walk and what you can actually do if you really want to do it. Find that hill, walk up and down that hill 10 times. That's your goal. Walk back to your house. You achieved it. You succeeded it. Do not allow yourself to get out of anything less than the goal that you set. You set the goal of walking up and down it 10 times. That's what you're going to do. Anything less is not an option. If you can do it once, you can do it twice. And if you can do it twice, you can do it four times. If you can do it four times, you can do it eight times. Uh, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of the amount of time it's going to take you. If your mind is set to it, eventually you will get to that point. It might take you 10 hours to walk up the hill 10 times. But if your mind is dedicated to that goal, trust me, your body will, your body will do what your mind tells it to do. You know, Once you achieve that goal, set a weekly goal. Do it three times in a week or do it every day. Do it every day for a week. Then set a monthly goal. Do it every day in a month. Then, rather than walking up and down it, let's start running up and down it. Then once you can run up and down it, let's try sprinting up and down it. And then once you get good at sprinting up and down it, let's bring a gallon of water with us and carry a gallon of water. Then let's carry two gallons of water while we're doing it. Increase your challenge level and you will continue to progress. You will continue to get better. Set the goal of achieving your small daily goals for 30 days. It's a goal in and of itself. Set a goal every day for 30 days and achieve it. I don't care what the goal is. I don't care what it is, as long as it's positive and it is directing you on the path that you want to follow in life. I don't care what it is. It could be shaving and showering every day, brushing your teeth twice a day every day, you know, uh, following a diet, whatever, whatever the case may be, waking up at a certain time. It can be something that's very, very simple and very, very easy, going to bed at a certain time, confining yourself to a certain amount of social media, or digital technology, achieving a certain amount of intellectual study, uh, intellectual growth. Make, that, make your daily goals progressively more difficult. Eat 200 calories, uh, eat 2,000 calories today, then 1,900 tomorrow. If you can, do, if you can eat 2,000, you can eat 1,900. It's just 100 less. It's like a half a banana less. You can do that. You can make that small change. And if you can eat 1,900 today, you know, then you can eat 1,800 tomorrow. And you can continue doing that until you hit the amount that you want to eat every day. And maintaining that when you've been progressing is going to seem incredibly easy. 
incredibly easy. Uh, just let's just see. Let's just have a challenge. You know, let's see how many days you can go without eating sugar. Just sugar. Just added sugar in any food. See how long you can do that. See how many days in a row you can go. Take that as your personal challenge. I'm going to see how many days I can go without eating sugar. It might be one. It might be zero. Hell, it might be zero if you really like sugar like I do. I mean, I like donuts. You know, I was eating a donut a day for a really long time. Uh, but see. And if you want it, if you want to achieve that goal, you will. By focusing on your immediate actions that you can take right now, uh, they're not going to at all at once uh, get you to the top of the mountain. They're not going to get you the billion dollars. That doesn't work that, doesn't work that way. Things have to be done in small steps. That's life. Life only happens one second at a time. We are confined within a time spectrum. And things happen at a set rate. Okay, Time exists. And you can't bend. You can't really get around that. So things take a while to happen. And in patience, that's what causes us to get discouraged. We think, oh, well, we didn't do it today, so it's never going to happen. Or, man, that's going to take a really t long time. What's, what's the point of even doing it? If I would have said, hey, man, it, you know, when I was uh, you know, 19 years old, uh, living my horrible, drug-addicted, bad life, uh, if I would have said, man, it's going to take me 10 years to build my life back up. That's a long time, man. Why? What's the point? Why even bother? I didn't look at it that way, man. I didn't look at it that way. I said, you know what? I'm going to go one day without doing heroin. See what happens. And it was rough. It sucked. I felt like I was going to die. But I made it through one day, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do two days. I'm going to see if I can do it for another day. And I did. And by the third day, I started feeling better, and it became a lot easier. It became a lot easier. And then I just set the goal of, hey, I'm going to see how long I can go without doing heroin. I'm going to see. I'm going to take it day by day. Every day I'm going to cross a day off the calendar, and I'm going to see how long I can go. And I haven't had uh, any desire to do heroin or to do opiates since then. And I've had the ability to do it. I've had the temptation to do it uh, in life. But I haven't had the desire at all. Uh, you know, I've always had the dream of being able to travel the world. You could just go to wild, interesting, you know, crazy places uh, that nobody else has been to. I've had that stretch goal, that mountaintop goal, for many years. Uh, the truth is that daydreaming about living that way and building up that idea as some great mystical existence, something that is far out of reach or long in the future, um, that's just a straight-up lie. That's a lie. Because what, what I'm envisioning is a lifestyle. What I'm envisioning is a life, you know. And I build it up as this penultimate archetype of that lifestyle in my brain. That's the goal. That's the dream, right? But in reality, it's, you know, that's something that would be very, very... Um, long, very, very far into the future that I would be able to do that. So what do I do right now? Well, I save my money, and I take four vacations a year. I go to Mexico every year, the Caribbean, uh, Scotland, Belize. Uh, it'll be Italy next year. Then after that, maybe Bora Bora, maybe Iceland, Germany, Argentina. Um, I'm already actually living that idealized existence that I built up in my head. It's just that it's the reality of that existence. It's the real version. It's not the archetypal fantasy version, right? Reality often feels much different from fantasy. So you have to be careful when you're forming your goals, your ideas, your desires, that you are not too fantastical about it. Because you have to remember that you live in a real world. You live in a world that is real, not in a fantasy world. 
So if you fantasize about becoming a famous pop singer, realize that you don't just magically get there. You're going to have to take singing lessons. You're going to have to learn about sound engineering so you can play the coffee shops and the bars. You're going to have to play the coffee shops and the bars. You're going to have to learn how to perform. You're going to learn how to uh, get on stage and conquer stage fright. You're going to have to learn how to market yourself, how to be appealing to an audience. You're going to learn how to do a business card or a poster because you're not going to be able to afford paying other people to do that. You're going to have to learn how to get an online following. You're going to have to be true to yourself and not lie to yourself when you produce a song that sucks, when you write a song that is bad. You have to scrap it and try again. You're going to have to realize that if you want that big record deal, and you want to make a lot of money as a musician, there are going to be many, many, many sacrifices along the way. And you may, in fact, even have to do horrible, unspeakable things to get there. And then you might realize how so many pop stars seem to go crazy and what that lifestyle seems to do to one's mind. And you might realize that that fantasy is better off as a fantasy than real life. A lot of times, real life is much, much better than fantasy. In fact, I would say every time, because you know what the difference is? Is that real life is real. Maybe keeping music as your passion and getting a job as a teacher would be more rewarding. Maybe that would be more impactful. Maybe that would be more fulfilling. You'd feel better about it. Maybe that would be better for you and others and the people in your life over the long run. Or maybe not. It all depends on you and your desire. So if you want to achieve anything, the first goal is to get on a schedule. Map out your time and plan how you're going to spend it. Make sure you're spending it wisely and doing things that will propel you toward your achievement. Keep your environment clean and organized. Keep your house clean. Get your house clean. Get your car clean. Uh, you know, clean up your wardrobe. Clean your bathroom. Make sure your toilets don't stink. Uh, your environment is going to impact your behavior, always. Always. Human beings adapt to their environment all the time. It's a constant process. A human being can deal with any environment because they will adapt to it. So make your environment something that is conducive to your success, not something that is conducive to holding you back. Make your environment a positive one. And this involves you know, your friends, the places you go, the things that you do. Uh, your environment being positive, you know, eliminating negative influences, mainly people, but other things uh, from your life is super important because then your environment will be more positive and your results will always be more positive as well. Uh, surround yourself with people you can learn from, but also people that you can teach. You know, find people who are okay being the student and the teacher, like myself. Because you will have to be each in life. At times you will have to teach and at times you will have to be a student. And the best results in intellectual and emotional and personal growth are when you're able to flow between those two things freely. Uh, build a team or a community around you. Uh, build a team of people who cares about you and they will provide support to you and help you along on your path. They will help you achieve the goals that you need to uh, proceed along your path. Uh, great things are very, very hard to accomplish on your own. Believe me, I would not have d uh, done what I had done over the last 10 years if I did not have other people in my life that at crucial moments were there by my side helping me and believing in me. And there were plenty of people who did not do that. There were plenty of people who did not believe in me. But I didn't think about them because I had people by my side who mattered. I had people who, I had the people by my side that truly cared about me and loved me 
and wanted me to be happy. And that's what you need to surround yourself with, is people who truly have your best interest in mind, not theirs. Um, you know, eat healthy whole foods. You know, you are what you eat. Make your own food. Learn how to cook. Uh, don't buy it pre-made. Don't eat processed foods. Don't buy stuff out of boxes. Uh, know where your food came from. Get physical activity. It's as easy as finding a hill and walking up it, then maybe running, then maybe sprinting, then maybe carrying stuff up it. Who knows? Be honest with yourself. If you suck, own it. It's okay. Most people suck at most things. That's the facts. Most people really, really suck at life. You know? You can't fix a problem if you don't acknowledge it. Don't be in denial about your problems. Don't be in denial about the things that uh, you don't like about yourself. You know, be honest with yourself and other people if there's something about yourself you don't like. That's how you can fix it. If you never acknowledge a problem, you will never fix it. It will never get better. Uh, talk to a counselor if you need to. Embrace that process. Find somebody to talk to. Embrace that process of personal growth and healing. Accept your past trauma. Accept it. Deal with it. Let it go. Move forward. Focus on the future rather than the past. The past is unchangeable. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. The past doesn't matter. It's unchangeable. You can't do anything about it. You can't go back. The future is now. It's yours to do what you will with it, no matter what the past is. You can do whatever you want right now, no matter what happened in the past. Hell, I mean, it does not matter. The past is so irrelevant to your actions right now. Learn from the past by all means, but don't say, hey, because this happened, I have to do this. That's, that's a lie. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything because of anything. You do whatever you want. You're in control in any way, shape, or form. You can do whatever you want. Don't give up, ever. Even if you fail repeatedly, failure is only ever permanent if you give up. If you haven't given up, you haven't yet failed. You can fail a million times, it means nothing. You only have to achieve once. The odds are in your favor, trust me. Shuck the haters, get rid of them. There are those who will be jealous and hate you when you strive for great things. They will try to drag you down. Shed their weight with a smile and well wishes and by changing your phone number if you have to. Remember that it doesn't matter where you are now. It matters where you want to go and it matters what you need to do to get there. Those are the only two things that matter. Don't believe anyone if they tell you that you've had a hard life because you haven't. If you're listening to this, then your life has been incredibly, incredibly easy. I have all manner of trauma in my past, and when I tell people about it, they pity me. I want to spit in their face and tell them how easy it actually was to overcome all that shit. It was nothing. It was just as easy as doing it. You know, I tell someone to do 100 burpees in my gym. They look at me like I'm crazy. I can't do 100 burpees. So I ask them, well, can you do one? Well, yeah, of course I can. Well, okay, let's just do one then. Okay, good. How was that? Well, it was very easy. Okay, let's do one more. Okay. Now, how do you feel? I feel fine. Okay, let's do one again. And somewhere along this process, they realize that achieving anything great is done one action, one moment at a time. One process at a time. You can't do 100 burpees at once. You can only do them one at a time. You can't live 100 days at once. You can only live them one at a time, one moment at a time. And life is incredibly, incredibly easy when you live it one moment at a time. Burpees are incredibly easy when you do them one at a time. Sometimes people will get tired and they say they can't even do one more. 
So I just tell them, hey, lay down. That's what you want to do anyways. Let's lay down. All right, good. Now let's get back up. And if they don't have the will to get back up, I ask them, hey, let's just push up, push with your arms right now. Just push your arms. Okay, good. Now pull your butt back. Pull your butt back towards your feet. Okay, good. Now place one foot flat on the floor. Now brace with your arm and push your body up with that foot. Even that idea that, man, I can't even do one more burpee. You're so defeated, so exhausted. If you break it down even smaller, it's still achievable. You just have to continue to break it down until it is achievable. The truth is that doing 100 burpees is just as hard as sitting on your couch eating Cheetos. This is the ultimate truth right here, and it's something that is very hard for people to comprehend, but it is the absolute truth, and it is the most valuable piece of advice I think I could, piece of knowledge, once, once accepted, once brought into somebody's life, brought into their mind. This is the most valuable thing anybody could ever learn, I think, in my humble opinion. Doing 100 burpees is just as hard as sitting on your couch eating Cheetos. The level of difficulty is exactly the same. The level of difficulty between any two things is in reality exactly the same. Running a marathon as opposed to laying down on your couch, the level of effort required is exactly the same. They are both actions that must be completed. They are both things that you have to want in order to achieve. The only thing that makes one more difficult or appealing than other is which one you have the desire to accomplish. The only thing that makes living an amazing, fulfilling, great life harder than living the life that you're living now is your mindset. It's how you think about it. You're living, trust me, the people who are, you know, doing the convenient, they're living the hardest lives. They're living the hardest lives. They're living the most miserable existence. The people who are challenging and embracing themselves, you know, embracing the challenges in their life, those are the people who are living the easiest lives. And it's coming up with this um, counterintuitive approach of accomplishing things that has helped me do what, I, what I've done is I realized that it's just as easy to not do something as it is to do something. All it requires is a thought. It's just a thought. I mean, thinking is very easy, right? So it's just the thought. It's the mental. It's, it all starts right in your head as a seed in your brain. And both of them, no matter what it is, comparing two things, they require you to think about it in a certain way. And that's what determines whether you're happy about it, positive about it, negative about it, right? It's the way that you think about something. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. Exactly. That's why it's so miserable and so hard. <laughs> Start thinking about all the positive things about going to work. Build it up as a positive, amazing thing in your head and want to go there, want to go and do it because of all those positive things. And pretty soon, you're going to look forward to going to work. And you're going to start getting promotions. And you're going to start being very, very successful in your career. Trust me. I'm going to leave it here for now. Have a good evening. <laughs>